Hello and welcome to Wait, What Just Happened, a Yellow Jackets podcast where we're talking about every episode of Yellow Jackets. And we're back today with season two, episode two, Edible Complex. I'm Sam, a writer and filmmaker, and I want my focus increased and not my libido. I'm Allie, a mom of two, working in child development. I talk to dead people sometimes. And it's heliotrope, not purple. And I'm Abby, a child psychologist, and I'm going to vape until my head falls off. We're here to bring our unique experiences and expertise to the mysterious and gripping world that is Yellow Jackets. And at the end, Abby's going to give her professional opinion on the wilderness that is Shauna and Travis's grief. <laughs> this episode was written by Jonathan Liskow and directed by, by Ben Samanoff. Uh, hashtag, where are the women writers? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. What are your guys' overall thoughts on the episode? I loved it. I loved how jam-packed it was. And there's a lot more action and information and just finally we're getting some sort of clues. Yeah, we're getting, we kind of now finally got the cannibalism in a cannibal show for the first time, (laughs) minus the ear last week. And, um... We definitely know that they're leaning more towards the supernatural. I feel like at this point that was pretty much confirmed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I personally like this season a lot more than the first season so far. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's just really picked up the pace. Yes, yes. Um, all right. I One thing I wanted to talk about is... Um, the binge mode versus the weekly release. Um, going back into this episode and having to fall back into the Yellow Jackets world, I found it a little bit difficult to shift right into the world. And I think it was one of those circumstances where having the binge mode where you're staying with these characters and in this story for hours at a time is beneficial. Yes. Yes. But, I agree. Yeah. But then at the same time, that being said, I love the weekly release for this show because all of the citizens detectives unite on Reddit and Twitter and we're all talking about all of our clues and theories. And that is so so fun and a huge part of the experience for the show. True. Um, We know that season four of Stranger Things released in two parts and you actually just did that too. So we get the first four episodes, a break where everyone talks about what's going to happen and then the last four episodes. And I think that worked really well because you stay in the world, you get that break that keeps it alive for a little bit longer, and then we finish it off together. Um, Like, I'm still enjoying the weekly release, but it is just something that I think about with the way that the TV world is consistently shifting as we figure out what works best. Well, I think it's also meant to be a rewatch, like, in Mm. a way. So it's, like, supposed to be released... Like this, we, every week we talk about it throughout the whole week, and all the buzz, buzz, buzz about it. And then when <laughs> everything's out, then you can like rewatch it, seeing all the things you missed. Yeah, and even and binge it. Even like I did with this episode, I watched it twice. So rewatching it and getting that first just like hit of the episode, <laughs> and then you go back and watch it closer and break it down further. Like, I found myself having to pause it a bunch of times to, like, take notes on specific parts of the episode and, um, yeah. I personally just like things done the old-fashioned way, so the only thing that would have been made, that would have, so the only thing that would have made it better is if it was on, like, Channel 7 at, like, 7 p.m. every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want that. I mean, well, that's what they, that. oh. so, but that's, the other thing is, it's releasing on Friday for people who have the streaming network. So we can all watch it Friday at 4 a.m. But everybody else who is just watching it on TV, on Showtime on TV, they have to wait until Sunday at 9 p.m. to watch it. So on some level, that is happening. Um, yeah, as we said, it's pretty clear that there's a supernatural element going on here. Yes, I'm so happy they went this route. And I really like like the music that they play. Anytime it's like... It feels like the wilderness is its own entity now. Like, they've pretty much, like, really established that more and more. Um, so I really like the... This episode really, like, turns it up a notch of, like, certain music at certain times. It gives you a, a more of a feel for the darkness. Yes. I had something that I was going to say, and it left my brain. Oh, the entity. So... 
the first thing, speaking of entities, there was just an entity pressing on our window out here. Squirrel. <laughs> um, in the episode with the seance, that was the first time that we left the points of view of the characters and that we really felt like there was something supernatural going on because we like whooshed on out of the window, the window right, and right, then right. we came back through the window and that was that same sort of energy and force that happened in this episode with the fire. Yes. Yes. when there was some big energy work going on because this time Lottie seemed to be experiencing sex with Travis and Jackie, creating that energy that was created during the seance, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's some oh, sorts so of things, nice. some sort of energy exchange that needs to be happening to like get this this party going. I feel that. I agree with that. Dope, because I just, like, off the cuff came up with it. Um, Wait, you got to break that down for me, because I'm a little bit confused of what you're saying. <laughs> okay, so the first time we experienced this POV shift where the... No, I get all that, I'm, but I'm talking about the, the what you just talked about with the Jackie. Not, did I say Jackie? I'm not the Jackie. Or did you? I might have said Jackie. I meant Lottie, Lottie. Natalie, and Travis. Yeah, but, so I, I, I got that something different. Okay, so... There's the seance, and that is, like, whatever the seance does, which you should talk about. Um, and then and then them having sex, and it seeming like Lottie is, like, spiritually orchestrating this sexual encounter because so they need that up. energy. Oh, I sex don't creates. feel that Lottie's doing anything. I feel like that is one of the entities that Travis connects with and disguises himself as, as Lottie. Lottie. To make Travis comfortable. That and I'll go into that more. I think that's age. fully correct. But the figure of Lottie, the manifestation of Lottie is orchestrated. Right, she's not conscious her, Lottie yeah. herself is not conscious of any no, of No, I don't think Lottie is responsible for it either, but I think it's using Lottie as like a vessel. Yes. Maybe because of the seance. Um right, and just like Laura they use Laura Lee's yeah, vessel for, for right, Lottie. Right, like yeah. I think it's a whole We're gonna get into that chain of events. Um, do you wanna just talk about that now or do we should we go through the characters now? Um, it's totally up to you, really. I have it at the bottom, but I mean, I can talk about it. Let's come back to it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any? Oh, oh, and 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 I'm also, I'm I'm uh, very very concerned about Coach Ben and Steve the dog after this episode. Uh, I don't think we have much longer with either of them. Definitely not Coach Ben. <laughs> He's weak. Uh, yeah. The ending, I screamed, Coach Ben! <laughs> like I'm so worried about him. He was just horrified. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's talk about Shauna. So Shauna is continuing to spend all of her time in the meat shed with Jackie playing dress up. And she's having this conversation with Jackie using Jackie's voice to convince herself to eat Jackie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty, and we talked about it, we watched it, that it's pretty clear that it's not like Jackie's ghost it seems like what sean is thinking jackie's ghost would say yeah it's her internalized representation yeah, the things that I, and I forget what exactly it was but it was like what did i write here it was kind of like she was still really um like shallow and not you know <laughs> it was pretty much obvious that this is like what sean is thinking jackie would say because she's still pretty shallow and saying things that you know, I don't think a healed spirit would necessarily say when they're coming back to, like, visit their friend. It's more of, like, really shallow stuff. And she's still bullying her and asking her what she did with things. And it's just, um, it's it's interesting. I think she's really, really losing it. Yeah. You know? And I feel, like, pretty bad for her. But she also, and I want to ask about it later, but, like, do we think that this baby is, like, an entity at all as well? Um, because before, at the very end, before they ate him, she was, ate Jackie, she was like, she wants us to do it. And I think yeah. that meant Jackie wants us to eat her, or the baby wants us to eat I her. I wondered that, too. I have two responses. One, I want you to respond as somebody who's been pregnant before about mm -hmm. what it would feel like to be out there and be Shauna in that well, situation. Exactly. But then, two, before I forget, um, the cast has guaranteed that they do not eat the baby like because it's still a theory that people think they're going to eat the baby right. so the cast has confirmed no we're not eating the baby no baby cannibalism in here so i do want to know right. what's to come with the baby i do like the theory that lisa the um lottie's like lackey is 
the baby. But I don't think that she would be that mean to her then. That's true too. I, it was I kind do of a weird dynamic, a weird relationship. But um, yeah, pregnancy in the. Oh yeah, that's why I'm also like, yeah, she's because I I get her also like, legitimately mentally losing it because she, her hormones are fucking crazy. You're starving. I mean, like, as someone who's been pregnant twice, there's nothing like that type of hunger, and you start to actually get like sick, sick, sick. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm, it's interesting that it don't show that, very much. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that Shauna's losing it. <laughs> yeah, I found the scene um, where, this, this is later, but where Thaisa finally confronts Shauna about what she's been doing with Jackie. So interestingly shot and acted um, because that was like the first point in the episode where everything really slows down because up until then it's like go 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 scene 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 action 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 and then we have this confrontation where shauna almost comes back into her body and she really has to come confront and come to terms with jackie's loss and the way she's been responding to her loss and like the guilt and shame that she feels around that just like the the look in her on her face when she gets confronted with that was just like really devastatingly portrayed um and again, like that first moment where like silence really just kind of falls on the show. Um, well, it's also when that um, eerie music starts again. Yeah, and I like was like, oh okay, so now we had the whole like wilderness entity again. Um, yeah, you know, being like represented. I really liked that scene, especially on a rewatch of that scene. The performance yeah. was really. It was, it was really good performance. Yeah. And Thaisa's performance, too. I almost wasn't... Con- when Thaisa said, think about the baby, and Jackie was like... Jackie, uh, Sean was like, what, what do you know about what's good for the baby? Um, I almost felt like Thaisa was just kind of, like, you know, doing that manipulatively saying, think about the baby, like, to get what she wanted from her. But then Thaisa is crying in that scene, too, so... I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think at that point, and young Thaisa actually really... Cares still, about yeah, Shana. still cares mm-hmm. about Shauna. She's been checking in with her and like, you know, always has her back in some instance, especially after Jackie dying. But she's also like, this is gonna fuck you up. You can't play with the corpse. Yeah, I can't let like, cause she cares so much. She's like, I can't let you play with the fucked up doll or whatever she says. Like, no, this yeah. is not okay. And Van is pointing pointed out at one point that. Um, Thaisa has her own issues that she needs yeah. to work on. Yeah. But I kind of feel like in that scene, Thaisa's I feel like in that scene, Thaisa's issues are confronting Shauna's mm. as well. Yeah. She's like confronting both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, I think that's what makes her so emotional. <laughs> yeah, because shortly before that, Van pointed that out to her. You're right. I find it interesting the being two people that aren't, like, falling for Lottie's stuff or, like, t- participating are pretty much Natalie and Thaisa, right? Like, they're both not doing... I would say and Shauna, too. Shauna's off in her oh, own yeah, world, Oh, yeah, I though. guess I have... Well, yeah, because she was not even in the this, area. This but. entire time, Shauna has separated herself from the group because um, there was this... From season one when... I can't remember what they were doing, but Shauna was, you know, over by the lake writing in her journal. Right, yeah. So it was a little bit separate yeah. from th- that type of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, we're still talking about Shauna. I think she's dumb as fuck in this episode for talking to the cops. She? Three. Yes. I thought I, I was like, what, what Misty trained you better than this bitch? Like, I'm saying I think that that went against everything that we know about Shauna already because they told us Shauna is smart. And yeah. I don't think that Shauna would... She acted dumb as fuck. Callie had to save her. Yes. Oh, God, Callie. Poor Callie. Uh, I, yeah, I don't like the way she handled the conversation with Kevin with the Y either. I thought it was really poorly done and stupid. And Shauna and Adam got started in the first place by not wanting to go through insurance. And so then the first thing she does is tell the cops that it was, like, an insurance issue. Yeah, hello. Bad idea there. Which, you know, playing the long game, maybe there is no record of the insurance because Adam was being difficult about the insurance. Like, we could give her that credit, but I think that's extending a generosity. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's being that's generous. Um, do we have anything else about Shauna? Do we get to move on? Shall we? Yeah. I like that however furious and disgusted 
with Shauna, Callie still comes to her defense. Yeah. And I love that that conversation. Shauna was working in the kitchen with meat. She was shaping meat. Because where way. where there's Shauna, there's raw meat. So Yep. She's the butcher. She's Shauna the butcher. Well, I was just thinking that there you know how Thaisa make hallucinates Thaisa hallucinates Sam Sam or Sammy? Sammy. Sammy. Yeah, Thaisa hallucinates Sammy, and then when Simone comes over, um, they can't find Sammy, and then Thaisa is like, he's probably doing this to get attention because we're fighting. Mm. And I think that's what Callie is kind of trying to do a little bit in this episode, where she is telling her boyfriend, they don't even realize I'm gone. Mm -hmm. But she's like going out a lot to see him or also going out to the bar and then now she's getting attention from this guy. So she's kind of doing things in a more grown up young adult way of getting a grown up way of getting attention from trying to kind of get attention from your parents when they are. There's no way that they're paying her the proper attention with everything that they're, you know, that they've got going on. Exactly. They don't even, they're not even paying enough attention to her to realize how angry she is, like more so than just normal teenage angry. And, um, <laughs> and that she knows what they're up to. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's got the upper hand, man. And that's why I was like, wow, like she still backed up her mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she realized, I think she realizes her mom's gonna bust herself out without her help, you know, like she's just gonna. Ruin it for everybody. Callie is so smart. Like, you know, she got the crossword right away. <laughs> I thought it was really, uh, oh my God, I'm so worried about that cop. I thought it was funny that the cop is drinking Fireball. Um, okay, let's talk about Misty. Well, I was oh. going to ask, who do you guys think shit in the pee bucket? Because that's like, oh, Tysa. Oh, you think Wait, Tysa? Yeah. yeah, I think Tysa is sleepwalking and did it in her sleep because the lantern is also missing. So, and I think it's also a classic ta- 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 uh, a classic case of whoever smelt it, dealt it. I definitely think it was Thaisa. Um, oh. She went out there and did some shit. Because she doesn't even remember getting loose from Van. Like, who knows if Van wakes up every time. Night, right? Yeah, but she might have gotten loose other times and Van just didn't wake up. And came back and tied herself back to her sleepwalking? Maybe not. You're right. I don't know. Maybe. She got out. But she cut the ropes. So, you're right. Yeah. So it, maybe it wasn't Thaisa who shit in the bucket. I didn't get that. She was more pissed, really pissed off about it. But um, I think Misty might have done it. I don't know. I feel like it's something Misty might have done. Because then she also tried to uh, blame the boys. She was like, what is it like a boy poop or a girl oh, poop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so whoever blames other people in my mind in the preschool classroom, that's normally who <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Where's the missing lantern? Or this is my other theory, though. That someone from the outside is coming to visit them. And shit in their room. Oh, my God. That's so scary to think about. But that's a far-fetched one. Why would they bring... Why would they, like, plant evidence? Fuck with them. How else do you Mm. fuck with somebody take a lantern and shit in their room? (laughs) I don't know. It seems like some wilderness fucked up stuff to me. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, that, that, that was a part. Or it's Misty. Or that's my... One of my brains is it's Misty. The other of my brain is like, someone else came in. I just like... That yeah, would suck so much if it's like the middle of the night. It's cold and scary to go outside. And you have to take a shit. And you don't want to go outside to take a shit. Shit in the bucket. I get it. But like, man. At least put the bucket outside after you shit in the bucket. Yeah, something. Um, I really love this episode for Misty. Misty is really finding her people who yeah. love, support, and accept her for exactly who she is. She's what? found her people in Christy and Frodo, and I love it. Like, let's go, Misty but, and Walter. But do you think... Okay, I don't understand Elijah Wood's character yet. Do you think he is trying to appeal to her by writing her the note in that way? Or is he just another citizen detective? He's supposed to be another citizen detective, I think. But then it's also, like, getting catching vibes of, like, he realizes how smart she is on stuff. And so he's like, well, I'm going to see if I can get her. And then it seems like they're, he, they want, 
help interviewing a certain person, which we, who we don't even know who that is yet. I have a theory about who that is that I heard in another podcast, so I'm going with their theory. And it's also, like, a Reddit theory. Um, but I want to believe that Walter's just a fellow citizen detective and they're going to get a vibe and be cute together. But I am worried about how invested he is in Adam. So I don't know if he's, like, a friend or a brother of Adam's. Right, um, right. And he is trying to get close with Misty to solve this case because the theory is that the person that they're interviewing is Randy, um, Randy, oh, right, right, right. yeah, and the hotel, yes, and because Randy is staying at the hotel, we learned that in season one, he's been staying at the hotel because his wife kicked him out, and Randy is Jeff's best friend, and Randy knows that Jeff um, blackmailed the girls, so if they're to um, interview Randy some shit could come up that would be getting Shauna in trouble because Shauna never told the other girls right. that that Jeff is the one who blackmailed them. True. Shauna's so fucking sneaky. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else to say about Misty? Um, oh, I love that scene with Misty in the past. I know there's two things with Misty in the past. Not a lot was going on with her in the past, but... Um, we see Mari continuing to be so mean to her. Um, there's a, another scene, or the scene at the end when they're preparing Jackie's burn bed. Um, Mari and Shauna are Mona, Mari and Misty are both like you know adding twigs and sticks to the bed, and Mari just gives her the dirtiest, meanest look. Um, and then she also you know made that comment to her and Crystal. Oh great, there's two of them. Um, so, yeah, Mari's just a bully. She's continuing to be a bully. And then I liked when Misty and Crystal were sword fighting with sticks outside. <laughs> just really cute. Like, go, go, Misty. You find your people. Yeah, that's all I got. So the divide yeah. starts between them, Van and Thaisa, in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's clear that Thaisa does not believe Lottie, believes it's all bullshit. Van does. Yeah. And Van had previously said that she was on board with what Lottie had going on and she wanted to, like, participate in, in all of this stuff. And and still, Thaisa was against it, but Van, but she was like, whatever, like, you do you. And now it seems like Van has, like, stopped, you know, doing that because of Thaisa. And, and Van wanted to talk to Lottie about what was going on with Thaisa. And then Thaisa tells her, no, like, you, neither of us are talking to her. Um and the point that you brought up, too, when Van said, you're like, you're not a picture of normalcy yourself, I think Thaisa needed to hear that. And it seems like she's the only one who can really understand Thaisa and what she's going through. Well, her, okay, because her entity is so on and off and so part of her unconscious thing, because she, like, okay, so one of my favorite things about Thaisa this episode would be see her when she's hella tired and she's in the mirror and then her reflection oh, turns so scary. and her face does not turn. I was like, oh, hers is deep. Hers is deep. So they used, I don't know how to explain all this, but like (laughs) that analogy is used a lot when an entity has been deeply embedded in somebody and uses their vessel. The mirror split? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Even just the metaphor of it or explaining of it in like the spiritual world, it's been, to my understanding, God, I'm so. My allergies are really bad. It's <laughs> um, hers has been there for a while. And I think it really goes back to like when her grandmother was passing and she was seeing the entity with the dark eye, no eyes and everything like that. So that's her latch, right? Like that's her entity. That's her, like some people call them demons. Some people just call them dark sources. Um, yeah, stuff I don't really fuck with on my spiritual side of things I use a lot of protection for but it's very much real and I very much do believe in them um because there's just too many similar stories but anyway um hers is deep hers has been with her since she was young but it's really part of her like subconscious she is not aware of it all which I think is why she's such a non-believer in her awake self it's also so violent. Like, it's dangerous. It has her nearly walk herself off a cliff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It always has her doing something violent uh-huh. between the, like, you know, cutting off the dog's head and... So those are more sacrifices. Okay. 
um, which is a little different. But going like you know having her attack like, kill, try to kill Simone like whatever's going on there in the car. Right. Like I think there's things that she does that are dark, and there's things that she does that are rituals. Um, but that other version of herself is doing those yes, rituals. Yes. But the yeah yeah the the dark entity makes you do both those things. But one is a trade when you get stuff in return for. Which is how you think she won her election because she yes. did the yes. She did that. Mm-hmm. So who do you think the eyeless man is? Um, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. Okay. Like, you know, I think it's what her dark entity has used, like, his vessel. You know what I mean? What he has used to, to haunt her. Because um, it's, like, if you, I remember in the one episode, he's more in, like, a, like fancy clothes, like suit and tie. I don't think he really has anything to do with the wilderness itself. It's more of that it's her dark That latch. followed her there. Yeah, mm. it's her latch. Um, but maybe even... being in the wilderness can be provoking it because there's already... Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. So anybody who <coughs> has a dark entity with them, it's easier for it to take toll in the wilderness. Um, in Hagan, too, it's, you know, being... God, we're going to really have to stage after this, though. I don't like talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was... I also felt like her giving herself all of that caffeine... <laughs> What's that going to do? You're just going to crash? That was yeah, so stressful. Was, yeah, it was an interesting She's scene. raising her stress hormones. Mm-hmm. She's not sleeping, which makes you crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew Sammy was, a, was not real, like, from the beginning. I mean, he was too happy. It was too weird. It was yeah. Real. I was like, oh, this isn't fucking real. Like, I thought he was there, and then, yeah, Allie called it. She was, was like, she, no, she's imagining there, that. That's, this isn't real. She she tried to kill Simone. Is that what she was doing? So other Ty was trying to kill Simone. Is that what what that was? What are you talking about? Keep trying to kill Simone in In the the car. car. The car accident. Oh, I don't like. Yeah, yeah. she got evil Ty look on her face. There's like a thing that her eyes do. Yeah, and then she just looked at her and floored it right into the intersection Mm -hmm. on her red. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. And Simone is probably not dead, but she's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, sleepwalking. When she's awake. Well, day. now she's making the veil thinner. thinner. Mm. Because now she's so sleep-deprived and so on that borderline. And we saw once we saw I saw that look in the mirror, I was like, oh, okay. So now it can have control while she's also awake. That, that veil has been thinned enough. And it's just, like, then fucking like, me up so much that she's not getting help. Like, from the beginning, Thaisa, as a character, older Thaisa, stresses me out so much. There's something about that woman that stresses me out. And just seeing her get more and more unhinged. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to watch. But yeah, just like the things that are going on with young Thaisa. So we know that she is somehow cutting herself loose. She somehow cut herself loose from Van. They, she doesn't remember how. There's no evidence of what she did. She almost walked herself off a cliff. <laughs> um, and then I think that when she confronted Shauna about Jackie's body, she handled it the wrong way and she was so harsh about it. Um, and she's the one who says, who puts her, you know, her, her foot down and says, we are getting rid of Jackie's body. And that's what leads them into that. Um, okay. Natalie, we can talk about Natalie. Oh, I lost all fucking respect for her this episode. It really hurt me. The lying. Yeah. Travis. She crossed um, a line. That's pretty unforgivable. And now it also makes me really think that Javi is alive because it's definitely alive. <laughs> bite her in the ass big time. But this does explain, exactly or I it could, it. what happened could explain some of what is fueling Natalie's future um, drug use issues, oh, yeah. guilt, shame. Yeah, because we know they're still together in the future. Like, we know... In some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is where the unreliable narrator comes in. Um, because Natalie says in season one, oh, Travis didn't believe in all that stuff. Like, he didn't buy into that. He thought it was bullshit, too. We're seeing from both past and future, future. Travis, he believed in it. From Lottie, though... From but Lottie and the from Lottie and the present. yes from Lottie's story about Travis, she's telling us that Travis believed it. Another that which is another unreliable narrator. Um, yeah. But we did see we do see in the past that Travis does buy into it. He does mm-hmm. do the blessings yes. and he does have visions. Yes. So yeah, I do think I get what you're saying now. Yeah, of the un uh, what did you call it unreliable narrator? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant before, but. Now <laughs> 
because, uh, yeah, because that was just Natalie's perspective in season one. Like, she told us that. We don't have proof. Yeah. Now we have proof that he did believe in it at some point. Especially when they, he, the way he explained it of, like, you know, why do you even do that? And he's like, well, it's just letting, like, basically saying you're not so uptight or you can just believe it believe in something you know we're any more than just food to survive this winter survival is insufficient yeah and he's like um you know just not thinking you know everything and she was like got really defensive and she was like oh so she gets to stay at home all day and i'm the one blah 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 and he's like i was talking about myself yeah i actually because you said you liked the way he handled that conversation and i (laughs) I really liked that i was like ooh, he like you can see his third eye opening (laughs) and just like no no None of it. Yeah, like, right up until that moment, I was having so much respect for Natalie because I was like, she's such a badass. Like, it's because yeah. of... Because Thaisa says in season one, too, it's because of Natalie that they survived. And so I'm like, okay, what else did Natalie do? Is is it just the hunting that is mm-hmm. because they survived? And I'm like, but that is so badass that her and Travis are going out every day. They're, yeah. they're risking themselves to go find them food because they can. Like, that's fucking badass. I have a question... Well, I actually wrote down, this is kind of counter to what you two are saying. I wrote down, I think she's truly trying to protect him. And so I wonder if it's a timing thing. Yeah. I wonder if it's too soon for them to be going out. Looking for hobby. Because it's still winter? Maybe. Like, maybe they won't survive if his focus is on hobby right now. Maybe they need to shore up with eating humans. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I just got a vibe. I just had a feeling that maybe she is truly trying to protect him. I think she is trying to protect him. She had good intentions, but it's really fucked up to use his, like... It's it's one thing to convince him, hey, look, we got to focus on hunting. We got to put this hobby search to rest at least until spring or something, Mm -hmm. something, versus... You know, getting his shorts and cutting them up and blood like that's slicing up. her own leg open. That's to put, fucked yeah. up. You know, that's unforgivable. It's yeah. Um, I don't so. see how you can ever come back from that sort of betrayal. It's just yeah. like too much. I get it, and that's that's the thing that's so difficult about this because what what does anything really mean out there? Like, yeah. what morals can you truly stand by? And like. And hold up when you're in this like intense dire situation. Like, what mm-hmm. rules really apply? Because you're eating people now. So, like, really, what rules? But yeah, know. that didn't happen till the end. So now I think that's why we saw them just freaking out in the like preview for next week because they're gonna regret it. They are like, what the <laughs> fuck did we just do? That episode is called Digestif. <laughs> oh, gross! Oh, which oh. helps you. Which uh, which is a drink that helps you digest what you ate. Right. So they're gonna have to cope with what they did. Okay, I don't know if that's how you pronounce digestive, digestive, whatever. Anyway, um, yes, it is unforgivable. Um, so we also find out from Lottie in the present that Lottie had people trailing Natalie and watching Natalie and following her, and that's how they were able to stop Natalie from killing herself and. And Natalie has now sworn to get to the bottom of whatever Lottie's got going on and she's going to figure it out. And Lottie's like, whatever, as long as it keeps you alive, that means I win. Um, And then she also has this like weird flashback memory of some time when she was being brought back, probably from an overdose, where she's in like what looks like a hotel and there's paramedics. I took that completely different. Around her. And then Travis is in the background. It's probably Travis. Okay. What did you take that as? I thought it was, like, another time that somebody was, like, like Lottie's people were trying to, like, drug her or something. But I have no fucking clue. Oh, no. I I read that as a flashback of some sort to, to like a, a previous oh, overdose, overdose and Travis being there. But we only see his back. What did you read that as? I feel like I saw a totally different show because I don't remember that at all. It was, like, one second. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you were yeah. writing down. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else about Natalie? Any yeah. entities or anything for Natalie or Travis? Oh, yeah. So, for Tra- that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you want me to say it for the end? Yeah. Um, so, for Travis, it's pretty much Lottie. It's, you know, it's an experience he had 
um, with her, but, like, it's interesting because now this feels different. Like, this one doesn't feel like the just, like, oh, breathing, like, oh, calming down to help you breathe. This is, like, some weird entity that was all getting up in their, like, sex thing and he's having visions and stuff. So it's more of just, like, it reminds me of an entity trying to, like, just thin the, again, like, thin the veil of connection and get, like, all up in their space and brain. Um, I don't believe Natalie has a very, like, like, they've only shown her trauma, which is different from, like, these dark entities that are, are attaching themselves and to these people. But um, I think that's why she's so closed off. So they can't even get into her because mm. she's too much drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, at least it hasn't been made clear yet because she hasn't, Natalie hasn't had visions, right? Mm-hmm. Like we haven't had, yeah, no, I don't feel anything like connected to her. She's too much of a solid rock. It, it makes sense because we see Natalie and Coach Ben being the two most level-headed people there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Natalie has too much trauma and Coach is old. He's older than everybody else. But it's not even just, they haven't, um, Got into the openness. He also like, got his leg cut thing. off, which is really fucking traumatic. I mean, everyone's yeah. going through trauma, so I don't think that is. Yeah, no, I mean, like pre-existing from childhood, like mm-hmm. she, you know, her dad dying in front of her, all that type of shit. To where she just probably has shut all that type of shit off from a long time ago, and only works with reason. Um, so, like, I get that for sure. Um, yeah, my other ones are basically about Lottie well I have some more stuff about Lottie and Travis so we can probably get into that that um so Lottie says that this is the story that Lottie gives Natalie Travis called to say that the wilderness has come back to haunt him and Lottie comes to Travis's hotel room and finds him talking about how we have to get close to death in order to confront it, in order to mm-hmm. talk to it. Like when you knocked your head against the window and when Van died, that's when they saw whatever this thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lottie still has that ability to like get in Travis's space and stop his panic attacks with like a hand on the chest. Like they have this like very healer relationship dynamic. Um and it, yeah, so this stuff with Travis is confusing because Natalie is telling herself lies about Travis and Lottie is telling Natalie lies about Travis. So we don't really know. We still don't really know the truth about Travis and what happened. Um, well, here's my question is because when she was telling this story, she verbally said one thing and then they showed yeah, us yep, something yeah, different. Yep. That's why I'm still so confused. Yeah. is what they showed us what actually happened and she Definitely. had a vision from the dark entity from the forest like, or the wilderness whatever we're calling it um, because that makes more sense and that's when the music came back in and everything and I'm like okay so the entities whatever the wilderness is what fucked this all up. <laughs> why wouldn't Lottie tell Natalie what she saw seeing about seeing Laura Lee and about all the visions. Yeah. And... Cause she, she, you know, she's the one who took the candles and hid the candles and like covered up, covered it, it up. Because she was the one who made the action of killing him. Yeah. Cause she was holding the thing yeah. and raised it because she was so distracted by Laura Lee or whatever that was. Whatever that whole vision yeah. was. Yeah. Which Laura Lee is. there was, that was happening at the same time. As Travis dying, because at first it stopped right, and first or like she couldn't get it. It down. was right above the ground. It was where right we're supposed above the ground where we're supposed to be, and mm-hmm. she couldn't get down. Mm-hmm. And then she started having all these visions, visions, and he got higher yeah. and higher yeah. and higher and was, higher. Yeah, that's true. So that's because when... she still had the remote in her hand, mm-hmm. and she probably was pressing it on accident, or it was making her press so, it. Yeah. Yeah. But she also had the big bag, so she had obviously brought all this stuff. What I thought Travis set up the candles. I think. When she describes it to Natalie, oh, she's making it seem like Travis set this all up. Mm-hmm. But when she was like, "Okay, I'll help you get, I'll help you talk to the other side." But yeah. then at the end of the scene, when it shows Travis is hanging actually really high, yeah. Then and she's she's actually carrying this big bag herself. Right. And we also find out from Lottie's perspective why that bank transfer went through. Why why um, Travis. Lottie got all, like, Travis's bank account information and drained his account. We also still don't know what Travis was right, what Natalie was right about, because Travis has the note that says, tell Nat that she was right. Mm -hmm. We don't know. 
Oh, we see Natalie take the note. I mean, we see Lottie take the note. That's right, because the only reason why we know that note was written is because Misty squiggled it in before. Did you see that part? I remember that it it was, like, clearly. Yeah, yeah. okay. So they're going to have to tell us more about what was was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Did we say enough about Lottie? Anything else to say about Lottie? I think we covered Lottie. And then, yeah, I'm just really, really concerned about Coach Ben. Um, I thought it was really interesting that he didn't participate in that. I did not see that he coming. He didn't have a chance. He didn't. It wasn't. He didn't have the opportunity to. He missed the whole visual consent. Yeah. So talk about that the way you broke it down for me, because. Um, um, okay, I'll try to yeah. remember, but I don't. I don't know if I like wrote it down. Because he never made it off the porch, and they all had that visual. Yeah, yeah. I'll just go off. Yeah, because I can't find it, but um. Basically, so yeah, so it starts, they're all in like a zombie state, right? Um, I can't just say zombie state. Hallucinogenic state. state. Yeah, in a sleep daze, kind of. They get woken up, probably to this, to them at this point, it smells like fresh bacon on a Saturday morning. Because it fucking um, was a slow, a It slow was a roast. perfectly slow cooked, <laughs> you know. Cooked straight from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so he woke up, or like he had the same inkling to, what is that? And I think he might say, like, what, it smelled what good is, to him, too. Yeah, you know, but he has a broken leg. He actually was the only one with the jacket. He put the jacket on. Everybody walked out there, like, just in their whatever they were in, no shoots, nothing. Um, and it was very, like, they did it in slow motion, but if you think about it, in the time, it was probably pretty fast. That whole, they all sat around it, trying to kind of give them the look of, she wants us to. And they all made eye contact. Looks like they really brought down to every single person made visual mm-hmm. eye contact mm-hmm. that we are about to do this. We're about to do this. And they just tore in like the, you know, toga feast that they mm-hmm. had the little montage with. I like how they did that. Of like it almost made it more acceptable for us to watch them eating somebody. So, yeah, Coach didn't have a chance. He didn't even have that visual agreement is that that moment before he saw them just digging into people to, and yeah, to where it already went to straight and that probably broke the spell for him right it was it was a circle that was broken you know what i mean like he kept the outside view and it was an I'm agreement from within so curious to see what follows from this because we see like the they sh- in the trailer like they show everyone like you know freaked out by what just happened oh, but yeah. i want to know what coach is i'm so scared for coach <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Coach. I think he's gonna die this season. I love that scene. I think the I really liked the overlay of like the Greek feast thing, mm-hmm. um, because that's kind of like when you think of Greeks feasting or whatever that time period, you think they're being gluttonous, they're being excessive, mm-hmm. they're being um, they just have a lot of wealth. But it's interesting that it's overlaid in this scene because that is kind of a question about cannibalism in general is it absolutely necessary or not i do think it's necessary but there is all this as you can tell in the future like people think it creates stigma for them people Mm -hmm. still don't accept it somehow even though it seems like it would be so necessary and it's supposed to taste like pork so I grew up, my dad's Hawaiian, and so we, (laughs) it was a proud thing that he said, we ate Captain Cook. We killed that motherfucker and ate him and put his head on a spike. The Polynesians Mm -hmm. did that. You know, he went and did all, sailed all the seas and all this shit and made it on Cook Islands all everywhere, but the Polynesians are who got him. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's it's different in different contexts and in different cultures. And it's, you know, it's like there's a lot to that, I feel like. Um, yeah. I also feel like it's a very I think Western European yeah. outlook to be like, oh, that is just the worst. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but that's where we that's where we are. It's where we live is America. Interesting. I just have a few other things to note about what gets us into this, like, ending cannibal scene um we have them arguing about whether or not they should take jackie's clothes and and obviously sean is like absolutely not like jackie's keeping her jacket and mari like she's like oh she doesn't need them and so she goes to take them 
Um, Lottie is the one who breaks up that fight. And when Shauna is like sitting with Jackie's body and Lottie's sitting with her, Lottie notices the piece of flesh that was cut from Jackie's arm. And she doesn't say anything about it. It's not there anymore. Shauna probably ate it and doesn't remember eating it. Um, (laughs) And then Matt and Travis come back and... They're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they quickly (laughs) accept what they're doing when they find out what is going on. And then um, Javi... Travis adds Javi's pants to the fire. Yeah. I guess that's how we're saying goodbye to Javi with his fake bloody pants. Um, and then uh, Lottie is, like, genuinely confused. And she's like, no, like, I know Javi's alive. I can feel it. Yep. And Nat tells her to shut the fuck up, basically. Um, Which I feel like should have been a dead giveaway. But... That he's alive? Or that no, she, that oh. she planted everything. How defensive she was yeah. to Lottie to shut the fuck up again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I loved, um, Shauna's little goodbye to Jackie, the, I don't know where you end and I begin. Mm-hmm. And it just made me, again, like it set in how, tr- how, tr- uh, tragic this is because that's so true with your best friend from that time. Like you are truly one, you are so connected mm-hmm. They're They are your person through and through. And for that relationship to end and be severed in such a severe way, I like, I can't even imagine so then at the end, when they're, like, ready to leave Jackie's body to burn, everybody goes inside, but Shauna stays, not, uh, Thaisa stays next to her, and Lottie stays next to her. And I just thought it was an interesting shot just on these three very strong forces of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that interesting that they were all, like, it's funny, this biggest fire, you think they would all gather around <laughs> and, like, take advantage of this huge bonfire and they all walk in, and I was like, okay, weird, a little weird. I don't know if yeah. I would want to sit around a burning body to stay warm. Uh, I mean, like, okay, I guess. Yeah, but, but now, s- but then once I saw what happened, then I was like, oh, that's why they all had to go inside. Because they had to have the shot of, of the, the energy of the wilderness. It happened while everybody was sleeping, though. Um, but still, it was like that that thing, like, it was smoldering. Oh. It was like Kalula pork, honestly. It reminded me very much of how us Hawaiians cook meat. Um, and then two two very significant things happen. I think Sean is definitely at least our first antler queen. I know we were supposed to think Lottie is the antler queen, but I think it's Shauna because she's the one who said she wants it. And Shauna's the one who ate Jackie first, the ear, and then probably that piece of her arm. And she dug in first in that scene, too. She had her knife ready to go. Um, And then before they burn Jackie's body, they take off the heart necklace. And the heart necklace is what Pit Girl is wearing in the opening scene of the pilot. So now I'm wondering if the necklace is going to be some part of, like, the cannibalistic ritual sacrifice or or how that necklace is going to continue to come into play. Right. Yeah. Huh. Because we know, because at the moment, Sean is now wearing it, right? Sean is wearing it now. Um, but we know she's alive in the future, so she's probably not Pit Girl. No, I think Mari's Pit Girl because she's such a bitch, but who knows. You have it out for Mari. She's mean. <laughs> I don't like Mari. You don't think we're mean as Virgos? Not the way Mari is. I don't try to bully people. Maybe if I was... In- Unintentionally, we are the biggest fucking bullies. Are you serious? Virgos are bullies. I'll take it. I'll, I'll come clean. I think just trying I to, think I would probably be maybe that's why I don't like her so much because I'm probably a bit of a Mari. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because. The, but I I would never be mean to a Misty. I, in that situation, I'm the Misty, one hundred percent. I'm the Misty Crystal no, Girl singing around. No, but there's a difference around. between like how do I explain it? Like, there's social who who you feel like you would be in a social situation and how you actually react to people. You know what I mean? Like more socially aware than a Misty. Yeah, like that's not really your vibe. You are actually more of a crystal. (laughs) Okay, maybe the singing part, (laughs) but like the just little like, oh no, we're not gonna let you do this, or like reminding everybody of all their fuck ups. That's a Virgo. (laughs) I'm gonna remind you. I'm a nicer Virgo than you are, though. Oh, for sure. I am mean as fuck. I'm super cold hearted. (laughs) Like, I'm hot hearted. No. I know, yeah, you you care, man. You care about the animals. I'm pretty fucking empathetic. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Um, anything else? Any other care, uh, guides or or anything else before before we get to therapy? Um, 
Pretty I'm much. ready for therapy. I need some guidance. Oh, <laughs> theories or therapy? <laughs> theories and therapy. That's what we're going to call it. Oh, I like Now, that. I like it too. The alliteration. Um, before you therapize, I have some theories. Okay, I think there's some underground shit going on. Um, I've, I haven't, like, looked I've at this. I've been said that, though. She's been said I that. I want to say, I've said that. I haven't looked at this extensively, but I know that they're talking about this on Reddit. There's, like, some theories about mines and chemicals and Javi is underground with this tribe, and that's how he's surviving. And that's why the tree, the snow around the tree that Lottie showed Travis isn't melted because, or is melted, is melted. because there's, there's some heat rising yes. from under the ground. There's some, some, some shit going on underground, and I think that's what's up. Um, oh, yeah, and then we already said Roundy Walsh's hotel guy. Yeah. So, like, can I just summarize my little entity things real quick? Yes. Go over real quick? Yes. Um, so, we pretty much know the bonus is a dark force of itself. I think it helps other dark entities connect with the kids or the humans that are there, whoever. Um, especially when, as they thin the veil. Uh, Lottie has Laura Lee that she sees. Travis has Lottie that he sees. Van, we just know she had a vision, correct? We don't know exactly. Yeah, she mostly saw figures. Jackie right. saw that one guy when, when Jackie had died and had her fever, her dying right. dream. Yeah, she saw that guy who we've seen before. Correct. So there's like the cabin guy. Yeah. So there's different things at play there. With that part, but I definitely feel like there's a difference between just the spirits who are trapped there and the things that people specifically have. And the dark entities, yeah. Okay. They're like there. There's a, a difference. Um, but all very interesting. And then and Taisa has the guy with the no eyes. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much all we know as the true like visions we've seen, and pretty much they're all dark entities using vessels. Oh, and the sacrifices. There was one thing that I want to mention that Callie, when she walked up to the guy talking about the crossword puzzle and was mm. like, satanic. <laughs> I was like, ooh, nice hint there. Because it's very, like, I am not one to hate on the satanists. I have all respect. But in Hollywood, you know, yeah. they like to use it as that's who uses the sacrifices still. And that's also linked to all the dark entities, right? So it's a good correlation there, I feel like. Da 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 therapy with Abby. I'm sorry. I was talking during that whole time. It's okay, it works so out of it. All right. So I'm gonna be talking about the grief process for Shauna and Travis in this episode. Um because that really stood out to me. So um I wrote so many things, so feel free to cut cut this shit down. Okay. No, absolutely not. Never. I'm, I love it. I'm excited. Okay, so we've all heard the basic stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. But, uh, so well, we, see, we see some of those stages here with what Sean is going through, but this is the wilderness. So totally extreme circumstances. But extreme circumstances happen in real life too. So we have like new psychology researchers now studying like complicated, prolonged grief. Um, which occurs when circumstances surrounding a person's death or your relationship with the person are essentially complicated, traumatic. Right. Um, so, in addition to that, we have psychology researchers. Re- in addition to that, we have psychology researchers right now studying how uh, we attach to people in general influences how we react to grief and the nature of our attachment with the person that died. Um, so it's obvious that Shauna. Shauna and Jackie had a very complicated relationship. Um, I don't really think that Shauna's grief process is actually unhealthy for her up to a point. I think it's about to become unhealthy. It's it's like right at that moment where, okay, she needs help. So I do think she needed the support of others in order to move through her grief and avoid getting stuck right at the moment when they actually came to her aid. Um, so there is a debate over what transitional objects are appropriate to cope with grief so by transitional object i mean a symbol of your relationship with the other person so it could be the ashes you carry around a necklace photograph letter etc but it's not normally an object that is a person but she is using (laughs) her um actual body as the transitional object in this episode um so there is some debate over whether it can be a person or a person-like thing in in 
outside of the show. So, for example, have you seen, like, the reborn dolls? For if you lose a baby after or during childbirth, you can get this baby that looks just like a baby, but is fake. Um, So there's a debate in the psychology community over whether that's healthy or unhealthy. Um, I think it's unhealthy, personally, because it stops you from facing the reality, so it keeps you actually stuck so i think a transitional object cannot keep you from facing reality so i feel like transitional object cannot keep you should not should not keep you from being able to face reality it still needs to be a symbol but something that's what that where it's still clear to you that that person is no longer physically present and do you think shauna is using jackie in an unhealthy way exactly yeah i think that's because it's keeping her from mm, i think that it is the wilderness i think she does need to talk to jackie in order to move through this process for herself um so i don't think it's unhealthy up until just about the moment when people step in okay i agree i agree i agree with that um so um which is why they were letting her in the beginning yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're like okay everybody grieves differently like it's not her doing any harm out there. Just let her process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like Teddy and Lottie pushing Shauna to face the reality of Jackie's death and giving her the necklace, helping her get the jacket, was the best thing like anyone could have done. Which is why those are, are those are the two people who stood by her side mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> now I'm going to talk about how our most significant relationships are internalized and become a part of our personality, which you you were all talking about already. Um, so, and how this relates to the grief process. So this is actually called object relations. There's a whole, th- a whole theory in psychology called object relations. So another reason I think Shauna was actually able to come to terms with letting go of Jackie and eventually eating Jackie is she was able to internalize both the good and bad parts of Jackie and her relationship with Jackie. So Jackie makes mention of that earlier in the episode when she said you had sex with Jeff because you wanted to be me. So this suggests that she had an all-good or idealized mentality about Jackie at some point. Idealized (laughs) mentality about Jackie at some point. So it's often our tendency to believe someone is either all-good or all-bad, especially if we had mostly bad rather than good enough parents um, or parenting. But that can keep us stuck and and cause us to develop a less nuanced view view of ourselves as well as others. So in order to help us grieve, we need to have a nuanced perspective of the other person. Um, include that, so that applies whether the person died or if we're just reconciling our difficult relationship with them because of a breakup or something like that. So there is a line where, Jack, uh, where Shauna says, I don't even know where you end and I begin. So this suggests that Shauna was able to internalize Jackie as a whole person in the, in the end. Um, even so much as she was able to see that Jackie would have wanted them to eat her. And I felt like that actually felt truly accurate and appropriate. Okay, I agree. Um, so in terms of Natalie and Travis... So you think she was talking about she wants this, it was Jackie, not the baby? Yes. She wants us to? I thought I told you to be bold. That's why I was, I was just torn, and I wanted to know your guys' opinion. Because I feel like her hand was on her stomach, but I'd also just be like, because she's... They're making the point of like, oh, Shauna's the most hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but she would also, but then it made sense for Jackie too, of like, my best friend would want me to eat her like I'm pregnant, we're about to die. I think the first time I watched it, it I felt like it was Jack, she meant Jackie. But mm-hmm. like, there are signs that it's the baby too. Well, and both are interesting. Yeah, <laughs> both well, make sense. The, the show was trying to make a point that Jackie is part of Shauna, um, they are one in a way. Especially because it's Jeff's baby, too. And she's consuming her. Yeah. She's consuming her. So, it could be both. Okay. In terms of um, Natalie and Travis, and Travis's grief, the situation is a little more complicated. So, Natalie essentially gives Travis a fake transitional object, which is Javi's pants, because she wants him to believe that Javi is dead. Um, Travis believes her. Um, so he starts to come to acceptance of Javi's death, um, which we see in the scene where he burns the pants. Right, right, right. 
But at the same time, he is getting interference from the supernatural side that there is still hope, as we see during the sex scene. Um, So Natalie's lie on top of the supernatural. um, So Natalie's lie on top of the supernatural interference and the fact that they simply don't have the body or know what happened is going to cause Travis to take a lot longer to move on than Shauna and possibly never. Which... From what we see about future Travis, yeah. Right. Exactly. As we see in their future, Shauna is struggling with the consequences of her actions, but she is not haunted with memories of Jackie or carrying the same level of guilt as Travis seems to be. Wow. Mm-hmm. You, The way you tell it... Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. The way you tell it, like, <laughs> just makes me, like... That's why I love these, these therapy corners, because it makes me, like... S- see the characters as like fully realized people and like feel the reality of their lives so much more like that hit that makes me hurt for them so much well thank you for that abby that was like truly awesome moving yeah um (laughs) i feel for these characters and i'm excited to see what the fuck is gonna happen next week um thank you for our zero listeners for listening i listen when i edit and I haven't had time yet. Wow. You haven't had time to listen to our podcast. Nope. Um, Seven Redditors (laughs) did like, did upvote when I said we had a podcast. So maybe this time we'll get 14. (laughs) You had seven listeners? No. Seven seven upvotes when I said listen to our podcast. Um, (laughs) That was Yellow Jackets season two, episode two, Edible Complex. and we'll be back next week with Digestif. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. buzz, buzz. <laughs>